right, congratulations to Riley and Destiny as we are here today celebrating their day, their graduation. Uh, so please give it up for them, absolutely. Finish what we started. You guys, today marks an end of a journey for you. You, you began it when you were in preschool, when you were three or four years old, and, and today marks the end of your free education, so to speak. This is the chance that you, you don't have to pay for your education that you've had up to this point. Guess what? Now, if you're going to continue your education, it gets expensive. And, and so this marks that day of finishing that journey that you're on. And as we go through, we know that it's kind of bittersweet, you know, especially for the parents, you know. They're, they're, they're proud that finally that their kids are out of the house, and finally this is the last one. But they're also, you know, the moms are crying a little bit because they're upset because this is the last one. And especially for these two families who, who Destiny and Riley, they're both the youngest in their families. And so as a result, for, for Stacy and for Chris and for Dave and Nita, this is it. This is the last one. You, you're, you're moving on into a, a different stage of life. No more graduation parties to plan. No more things uh, along those lines that you can you can unsubscribe from all those high school email lists, all those announcements that they come. You don't have to have those anymore. Today marks an end of that journey. Finishing the idea of finishing what you started. Uh, I, I kind of was thinking about how to how to how to start this sermon, and I kind of started to think about my personality a little bit. And, and when I was young, uh, I. My dad would, would start projects out on the farm, and he would do them, and he would get them like 95% done. But then that, that one board on the deck wouldn't be screwed in right, and it would drive me insane. Because I'm like, you didn't really finish. I mean, it's really pretty finished. It's usable. You can do it, but it's not quite finished. And it just drove me nuts. But I'm also the same type of person that, that I can't necessarily start a movie in the middle and, and I have to start it at the beginning, and then I can't stop in the middle and walk away and come back. That drives me absolutely nuts. I have to finish what I start. I understand it's a quirky personality thing. I, I don't know. It's the same thing like uh, working here at the church. You know, Friday, I have to have things aligned up. I have to have my projects done. I have to break up my bigger projects into smaller projects so that I have the sense of completion on Friday so I don't sit there and think about it all weekend what needs to be done. And so there's this idea that, that I, I, I like to finish what I start. And so for you graduates, I want to challenge you with that idea. I want you to finish what you started. I want you guys to understand that, that God has begun working in your life. And he, he has started something great with you guys. And I want you to finish what you started. For, for, for some of you here that aren't graduates, for some of you here that are like, I graduated like a decade ago. I graduated two decades ago. I graduated a half a century ago. Wherever you are at, the same can be true for you as well. You, 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 you have to understand that God, who is working in your life, began a work in your life. And he wants to complete what he started. He wants to continue what he, starts, what he started. In Philippians 1.6, it says this, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Meaning this, if you are here, if you are alive, if you are a, a senior in high school, or if you are a little older than that, God is still working in your life. He still wants to work through you. He wants to work in you. He wants to continue and finish the work in which he started in your life. But what happens oftentimes in our lives is we kind of get, get in a rut. In life, we get stuck. We, we get into our routines of schedule. We get into our, 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 our 
fatigue, of tiredness of, uh, of life. We, we feel like we're in this race and we're just kind of going through the motions. And we become complacent and we become tired and, and, and life hits us pretty hard and we just sometimes feel like giving up. And we don't allow God to continue to work in us. We don't allow that. We, we kind of get so focused on our, on our feelings, on our emotions, on, on, on the trials, on the situations, on the things in which we're dealing with, that oftentimes we forget that God is still at work in you. He still wants to work through the situations. He still wants to work inside of you. So maybe you're here today and you're in some situation in your life that you feel hopeless. You feel like maybe it's a, uh, you, you feel like maybe there's a, 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 a your, your marriage is struggling. You feel that, that you have fought for your marriage and you are tired and it is done and you just don't know how it's going to go on. Or maybe it's a kid that, that has made some poor choices and you've raised this kid and you just don't understand it anymore and, and you're starting to lose that hope. Or maybe it's a medical concern. Maybe there's, a, there's, there's something going on that you're praying for a miracle and it just has not quite happened the way that you want. And you just kind of get tired and you kind of get complacent and you just kind of keep going. And you don't know how much more you can go on. I want to challenge you here today to finish what you started. Paul, towards the very end of his life, in 2 Timothy, he writes this to, to, to uh, a, a young pastor named, 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 named Timothy. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. So these are some of Paul's final words, some of the things right before he gets beheaded. Uh, church tradition says that right before he gets beheaded, these are some of the words that, that he kind of finishes off to, to, to Timothy. He realizes that he has sacrificed it all. He has given it all. He has done everything possible that he can uh, uh, for, to allow God to work in his life and work through him. And he's getting to the end, and he's like, listen, I have poured out my life like a drink offering. And so if you want to remain faithful today, if you want to run the race and you want to finish the race, you need to make sure that you change your perspective on life. And I love this perspective on life that Paul has when it comes to uh, uh, pouring it out like a drink offering. You see, we kind of like, what is that? In the Old Testament, oftentimes what they would do is, is when they would also offer their animals, they would also, as a symbol, they would pour out a cup, just empty the whole cup as an offering of giving everything over to God. And so here Paul is writing this, and he's saying, listen, I poured out my life. I just didn't pour out my eight to five life. I just didn't pour out my eight to noon life. I just didn't pour out my free time. I poured out my entire life to God. I let it go. I left it on empty. I gave everything that I had. I, 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 I endured trials. I did this. I did this. But I gave it all. His perspective on life was his life was not his own. It was just a mere, a mere vessel to bring glory to God. And I wonder how many times in our lives that we need to kind of have that perspective. And we need to realize that, that our lives isn't about our personal comfort. And our lives aren't about our personal happiness. And our lives aren't about our 401ks. And our lives aren't about our educational degrees. And our lives aren't about completing high school or not. But our lives are to be poured out like a drink offering. To be emptied out for everything. In Acts 20 it says this, However, I consider my life worth nothing. 
My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Think about that perspective that's there in life. Think about that perspective that was there is, is I'm giving it all. No matter where I'm at, no matter what happens, good or bad, it doesn't matter because my focus in my life is just, is just a little vessel for that I can bring glory to God and I can complete the work that he has in me. See, if we lived our lives like that, if we lived our lives ultimately like that, we would look different in our everyday life. When we go to our jobs, we would look different. When we go to uh, our family situations, life would look different. When trials occur, things would look different. When, when we were able to celebrate, things would look different. When we give everything, when we give it all, when we want to finish what God has started, when we give everything, our perspective of life changes. So next, if you want to finish the race, if you want to finish the race, you've got to change your perspective on life. You see, we, we seniors, we had a chance. We traveled multiple states. I was trying to figure it up this morning, and you'll have, you, you can do it during your three-hour graduation ceremony this afternoon. You can try to think about uh, how many states we traveled together, but we traveled a lot of different states. You know, you two all, you were, you were blessed when you were young. You went to New Mexico, which covered like half the western United States or something like that. And then, and then you went to Atlanta and Kentucky and, and, and Mississippi, but you saw different perspectives in life. You saw different things. That, 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 that allowed you to see different cultures and to see how God was, it, it could be used in different ways. You know, whether it was the inner city in Atlanta or the hills of Kentucky or on a reservation in New Mexico, you saw that there is a need for people. You saw that there is a need for people to share the gospel, to share the love of Jesus, to love those who are needed. You had those opportunities, and those opportunities were to help you with your perspective on your life to realize that your life can be poured out like a drink offering, that you can empty out the tank. Next, if you want, if you want to finish the race, you've got to remain faithful through it all. You see, you see even in, in, in 2 Timothy, Paul says this, I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. He's telling Timothy, like, listen, it has been difficult, it has been hard, it has not been easy, but I have remained faithful. And to think some of the trials in which Paul had in his life. Paul, many people, when Paul first was converted, they didn't believe him. They thought he was just fooling them so that he could persecute more Christians. You know, his message was rejected multiple times. He was, he was beaten, he was stoned, he was imprisoned. He was deserted by his close friends, Mark and Barnabas. You see, Paul endured some difficult difficult times, but the whole time he remained faithful on the right perspective in which he had. I can promise you this, seniors, as anyone can attest to, your life will be difficult at times. It's going to be hard. Following Jesus is not easy. It, 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 in fact, it's, it's probably the opposite. If you're looking for easy, don't follow Jesus. If you're looking for easy, I mean, he, he's not, it's not going to be that way. I mean, Jesus even promises, he's like, in this life, you will have trials. You are going to have it. It's going to be difficult. But your choice on how you respond to the situation is all about how you look at your perspective on life and you finish what God has started in, the, in you. And you re remain faithful through it all. You see, your perspective on that can change a little bit. And, and, and when you go through difficult situations and, and, and times of hurt and times where of uncertainty and times where you're scared, you can realize that God is shaping you and molding you 
into who he wants you to be. You know, in James it says, count it all joy when you, when you face trials. And so think about that. Like, that's hard for us to understand. Hard for us to get, like, like trials stink. We don't like to be in pain. Who, who here is like, yep, I want to be in pain? Nobody probably says that. But it's during this time that we can lean on our faith a little bit more. We can lean on God a little bit more. When we're stuck in that rut in life, you can remain faithful. <clears throat> One of the greatest keys of, 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 of this is perseverance, is, is not giving up in life. And if you ask anybody, one of the main keys in life that separate people from failure is the trait of perseverance. When they are told no, they keep trying to find a way. When the world laughs, they find a way. When they say it cannot be done. See, this guy, this guy uh, right here, he created this, this um, Jamie Siminoff. He created this this, this up. He went on uh, Shark Tank. Anybody ever watch Shark Tank? You understand? They go with, there were these ideas. And, and, and he went on Shark Tank with this idea with his, his doorbell, video doorbell system. It was Ring. And uh, they all turned him down on Shark Tank. Failed, I think it was like 2014, 15, somewhere in there. They all turned him down. He kept going. He didn't allow that instance and that uh, 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 failure, that rejection to deter him from his ultimate goal. And in 2018, so four years ago, he sold this company to Amazon for $1 billion, all right? Someone, Shark Tank, yeah, a lot of investors, they turned him down, but he wasn't deterred. He understood that, that, that he had a vision for his goal. He had a vision for what he wanted to accomplish, and he didn't allow no and others in rejection to turn him down. He kept going, and he kept going. Uh, uh, one of the stories that was shared about Destiny um, when she was a, a, when she went on our trip to New Mexico, you know, she was really young. Were you in sixth or seventh grade? Sixth grade, I thought so. You were in sixth grade, and so she went, and they went to, um, uh, uh help feed some of the homeless there. And as, as, as this young sixth grade destiny, uh, all innocent as can be, was sitting there, one of the, one of the homeless guys that was there said, well, well, something along the lines, if your God loves me, why am I homeless? I mean, that's a pretty hard question for anybody to answer, let alone a sixth grader who is on their first mission trip, you know. And, and Destiny obviously, uh, uh, you know, cried a little, got a little upset, got like, I don't know the answer, whatever it was. But, but it didn't detour her, you know. And she didn't allow that instance to define her life in a negative way. She didn't be like, I have no idea, I don't know, I'm never doing this again, this is awful. No, she remained faithful, and she kept going. Or, or the story of Riley, like, like this year, Riley... Riley got busy with life a little bit, and, and uh, she kind of stopped getting involved a little bit here on Wednesday nights, and ah, that made me sad, absolutely. But, but then she, she remained faithful. She realized something right around the first of the year, January, February, somewhere, and then she came into my office and said, ah, I need to start getting back involved again. You know, is, is that okay or whatever? Like, obviously, it's okay, Riley. But, uh, but she realized that she did something that a lot of seniors, a lot of people don't understand. She, rem she kind of learned her lesson. She she, she remains, she's like, I have to make this a priority. I have to get more involved. And as a result, she made that. She, she became faithful in that situation. Last year today, if you want to finish the race, you must stay focused on the ultimate prize. I want you to understand this, you know, as, as Paul was talking about this, this goal, your life is for eternity. Okay, the, the idea of how long you are on earth compared to how long you are in eternity is so hard to explain because eternity is forever. But, but, but it's a little dot, a little period is your life, and eternity is like really long sentence that keeps running on and on and on and on and never stopping, okay? 
your life is fleeting. You will only be in that period for a very, very short time. So your ultimate prize is to be with the presence of Jesus. Your ultimate prize is to be in heaven, worshiping him and being there. That's the ultimate prize. This is what Paul wrote shortly after those verses we read. Timothy, please come to me as soon as you can. Demas, who apparently was a friend or a follower, has deserted me because he loves the things of this life and has, God, and has gone to Thessalonica. Uh, Crescens has gone to Galatia, and Titus has gone to Dalmatia. My challenge to you is don't be like Demas. Don't love the things of this world. Don't, don't seek after them as the ultimate prize. Don't seek as your degree as the ultimate prize. Don't seek as your, your financial status as the ultimate prize. Don't seek your position in your company as the ultimate prize. Don't rely on your abilities and your strengths and, and say that those are the ultimate prize. Because the ultimate goal and the ultimate prize is that connection, is that presence of God, is that relationship that you get to have with Jesus, that, that eternity that you are spending with him. Your life is fleeting. Your life is, is a vessel. You are a pawn, sort of, so to speak, on the chessboard. You are there to be used and to be sacrificed and to be used by God and to be molded into who he has worked you, worked in you to be. You see, Paul said, I consider my life worth nothing. Like that was his perspective on his life. So maybe what is it that you consider things of importance? I consider my personal cover, comfort. I consider my net worth. I consider the people's opinions. What are the things in your life that you consider to be more valuable and more important than the ultimate prize of God? I consider my personal hopes and dreams, my net worth, my personal comforts. What is it for you that you would replace and make more important than that of God? I want you to play this video here, but why I give you this, uh, this thing is, is wherever you're at in life, I love this, this illustration, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit more, but this video is from the Olympics in the 90s. So it's a little bit grainy, but this, this runner... He had trained his whole entire life to be in the Olympics. And it just didn't go the way in which it should go. And I want you to kind of watch the, the moment and the, the touching moment as it goes.
thought it should go. His race didn't quite go the way he wanted it to go. His hopes and dreams were dashed. But what I love about that picture is, is the father that comes running out to him to help him make sure that, listen, we're going to finish this race. We're going to take the next step, and we're going to keep going. Graduates, wherever you're at in life, wherever, wherever you're at, know that God is always going to be with you. And, and, and he'll maybe be running with you across the finish line. He'll be walking with you across the finish line. He'll be carrying you across the finish line. But know that wherever you go, no matter which situation or, that you face, know that God is always with you. Know that you can finish the work in which it was started. You guys have, have, have made commitments to, to your faith. You have, you have uh, uh, publicly made commitments to your faith. Finish what you started. Father, as we think about where we're at in life, as we think about our different situations, as we think about our ruts, as we think about the things that we pursue over you, would you bring those to our attention? Would you help us to, to remain focused on your presence, to remain focused on the work in which you are doing in our lives. Would you love us? Show us your love and help us to feel your love. God, we, we thank you for Riley. We thank you for Destiny. We thank you for their commitment to you. And we lay their future before you. In your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to have Ed come up here for a second. And the graduates, if you would come on up here for a second, that would be great. Worship team, why don't you come up, come up as well? So 